Then Jesus came to them and said, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. Welcome to Exploring Missions, connecting mission needs with those equipped by God to meet those needs across the world or across town. And now the host of Exploring Missions, Bert Harper. One of the neatest trips I've ever made was to the Creation Museum. And then I thought it couldn't be top, but a few years later, I got to go to the Ark Encounter. All of those are a part of Ken Helms' ministry and sharing people how creation and redemption just are a part of our lives and hopefully a part of your life. This is Bert Harper along with Nathan Harper, our co-host. And Nathan, again, two of your children have accompanied me to and my wife, Jan, to the Ark Encounter and the Creation Museum. And then, matter of fact, I interviewed them after being there so people could hear the reaction of children. And uh, their eyes were filled with wonder as they saw the ark, as they saw all the things that God has made. It's a trip worth making. Yeah, we got to get the third one. We got to get there with you. Hey, I got three grandchildren, Jan and I, that have not been. And one of them's Nathan, the other two is that's Andrew. And then. Caleb and John White, I love to get their names on the radio. We're going to get those up there to be a part of that. But it's so important because the theme of the Bible, and in a way it's not and, it's slash, creation slash redemption. Now, I know what happens, the fall of man because of sin came into creation, and we have a fallen world, but yet God is in the business of redeeming it, isn't he? He is, you know, the 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 world that we live in and experience is not a hundred percent the way it was created to be. It was damage done to it. There is a curse on it. There is a fallenness and sin element that pervades everything, even our own lives to the deepest parts of our lives. But even creation is subjected to that. So we have to sort of one, use our imagination of what a redeemed life would look like. But two, we don't have to use our imagination because we can see it in the Bible and we can experience it in Jesus Christ. So if you think about it, there's really another slash on the end. There's creation slash redemption slash new creation, that yeah. new life in Amen. Christ. And we're still awaiting the redemption of creation. And so, like verse uh, 19, Romans eight nineteen says, For the creation waits in eager expectation for the children of God to be revealed. And so, we're still waiting that, but the children of God, the, those of us who have been redeemed by Jesus, we are to make an impact in this world, and we are to make a difference. And people can see Jesus in us as we live on mission. And Alerting your children to it with visual aid is, it really adds to it. And at the Creation Museum, the Ark Encounter, the visual part of it is you go through the Creation Museum. Now, I know now the Ark Encounter is getting a lot more publicity, and it is great, and it's tremendous. 
But if you go, don't miss the Creation Museum. It really takes you through the history of what you just talked about, the creation, redemption, the new creation. And it's a great way to share the gospel of Jesus Christ. I know people that go there, they take their youth group or children groups there, and in that process, many of them are being born again and saved. One of my favorite things is that part where you go in and you see the universe and you see the space and you see how big it is. You come away talking about the ark, how big it is. I mean, from what the dimensions were given in the Bible, they built that ark with those dimensions. And then in the Creation Museum, you see this great, great universe that God has made, and you come away saying how big and how good God is. Mm. That's a good mission. It is. You know, the greatness of God is evidence, is evident in his creation. But we can also know the goodness of God in, that, in a relationship with him. And that's mind-blowing to think the God of, that created this universe, the God, the big, great God that cannot be contained— can dwell within us, and he can— <laughs> That sounds like an oxymoron, yeah, you know, but it, it happens. It's a paradox. It's miraculous. He, can, he can make himself known to me and to you, and we can know him through Jesus Christ. So we can know not just his greatness, but we can know his goodness. And we can obviously read about that in the Bible, but we should also be on mission telling people about this God that we have come to know. And they can look around and see the greatness as well but they can only know the goodness of who God is through Jesus. But that comes through even our witness and our testimony and our lives lived with others on mission for him. You know, I I quote this quite a bit, but it's become really even more important to me. Philip would say to Jesus, we would see the Father. And Jesus would say, have you been so long with me that you do not understand that when you have seen me, you have seen the Father? And look at Jesus. He, yes, he was courageous. He was strong and loving. That's who he is. Carl Sandburg called Abraham Lincoln a man of steel and velvet. That's, as believers on mission for God, when it comes to sharing that Jesus Christ is the only way, we're strong, but we're loving in it. We're doing it not in a way of saying, oh, man, you're terrible and horrible. We're saying, come and participate and and be a part of what God's called us into. That's the mission. And I, I do believe the Creation Museum, the Ark Encounter uh, from Answers in Genesis does that. It is missional, and it calls us to be missional where we are, Nathan. It is. We think about the blessing in Genesis chapter 1 that God gave to his creation, and specifically Adam and Eve. It's really he's giving it to us. Genesis one twenty eight. God blessed them. And God said to them, be fruitful, multiply, fill the earth, and subdue it. You know, we are to understand, one, we have been blessed by God. But two, we are to be a blessing to others as we go out, fill the earth, and we multiply and reflect God's image, that glory of God that fills the earth. And that's our prayer. Amen, Nathan. And as you listen to this interview, I pray that you would see God's mission in your life created you and redeemed you to share the good news of Jesus Christ. This is Exploring Missions, Burt Harper with you, and I have a very special guest with us today, someone that I really 
came to the National Religious Broadcasters meeting hoping that Answers in Genesis would be here. So I found their booth, and the first thing I asked, who's here? And they said, Mark Loy. They did. And I said, I need that guy. And he was out and about, and I I tracked him down. So, Mark, after I tracked you down, you said yes to come in on this program, and we'll appreciate it. Well, I know the pay isn't the best for, yeah. for this. But well, we'll double the pay the, for this particular. The water, the yes, water, the water here on the you table. take another one with you. Well, you know, I am kind of pinch-hitting for Ken Ham. Ken yeah. typically comes to NRB, yeah. and he does these interviews. So you've got – I've just come off the bench. Well, listen, be they call them pinch-hitters. Yeah. You know? Yeah, my, I hope my average is better than 300. <laughs> baseball. Yeah. Isn't it something? If you shot only 30% in basketball, no good. If you only completed 30% of your passes, it'd be horrible. But in baseball, man, you're in the Hall of Fame Hall of at fame. 300. Yeah. It, it shows you how hard that game is. Yeah, really, it, is. it really does. Anyway, that's not what we're here to discuss. Oh, we're not. No, but we're here to discuss something that I do love Thank and you. that I, I love creation. I've I've ever since I was saved, it was like a, a fascination with me. And then after I started preaching, uh, I found out real strong. I heard a quote by Adrian Rogers, and it really set my heart on fire. How can we trust the Bible to tell us where we're going if we can't trust it to tell us where we came from? And so the book of Genesis became more and more insightful to me. And a few years ago, I got to visit the Creation Museum with my grandchildren, and I loved it. And then later on, I got to go back to the ark and took them again. And listen, it we're talking about a grown man. We're talking about a pastor, seminary trained, and it still thrilled my soul to be there. I want to say that. That's a testimony. Oh. But it, it's that good. Well, thank you. You know, our attractions in, in northern Kentucky are meant to make the Bible come alive, make them th make the truths three-dimensional reality, whether it's Noah's Ark or, or the, the, the creation of the universe. You know, right. we have to depict it in a way that people will visually understand the magnificence of God's creation. But as you've picked up already, Bert, and the many of your colleagues who have been to the Ark and the museum, it's really about evangelism. Yes. And, and we can start with the book of Genesis, specifically Genesis chapter 3, the, the, the fall of, of, of mankind, and piggyback right off the gospel there. So we have about 30% of our visitors to the ark, and we're getting well over a million people to the ark every year, praise God. But that's over 300,000 people who are not Christians who are getting the gospel message there, as well as the Creation Museum. So yes, we're answering the most asked questions people have about the Christian faith. Many of those questions are answered in Genesis, and hence our name, they are. Answers in Genesis. But more importantly, we don't want to convince people, let's say, to become creationists and give, give up evolution. I mean, that's great. But in terms of eternity, that doesn't accomplish uh, anything. We want people to leave our attractions and become Christians. That's ultimately what we we'll want to see. And the first time I went through the Creation Museum before the Ark was there, I, I just noticed this. I picked up this material, and it goes through those stages. And they all start with C, creation, and then the corruption, and then the catastrophe. It goes through that. And it will, the Creation Museum takes you through that biblical journey, just like you'd go through in the Bible. I was, uh, I came home and I preached about it. Uh, <laughs> it was you. that good. And uh, so it's, it's just fascinating. It does do what you say. When you go through the Creation Museum or the Ark, at the end, you come to Christ. Now, 
that means a decision or follow Christ or not. But you, it does it great. So those who are listening and want to be on mission for God, make one of those missions for your children and grandchildren and some other people that you want to take a group to if they are lost or if they need to just be encouraged that the Bible's the real deal, that it's mm-hmm. real. Those two, well, you, you've, captured, you've captured the essence of what we're doing, and we are a missions themed attraction with the ark as the as well as the creation museum it's not some frivolous theme park with fancy rides and i enjoy those but there's a serious purpose to the fun and entertainment we have at our attractions and that's to proclaim the gospel and we do so by giving our visitors a walk through history not just the book of genesis we even uh, you know we even have our seventh c if you will right. called consummation there's going to be an end times but we do concentrate on genesis because of the 66 books of the bible it's the one that's most attacked but also many of our f- foundational doctrines are right there in genesis and the hot button issues of our day like what what is marriage well Guess what? In Genesis, we have the institution of marriage there by our Creator God. So, what is marriage? It's right there in Genesis. We even have the answer to the question of why is there death and suffering in this world if there's a God? That's maybe the most asked question we have been getting over the last few years. Why Why is my son suffering or why did this person die of COVID, for example? But also things like racism. And uh, the book of Genesis has a lot to share there about offering racial reconciliation, including the event of the Tower of Babel, which we don't have time to get into here. But, you know, if people go to our website and type in some keywords like racism, um, biblical marriage, there's a lot in that ancient book of Genesis that applies to us in our modern day scientific world. What's the website, since you mentioned that they could go to that? Well, you took the bait. Uh, yes, uh, <laughs> AnswersInGenesis.org. Okay. That's our, uh, our ministry is Answers in Genesis, under which we have the Ark Encounter, uh, the Creation Museum, and uh, that website, Curricula. We have a daily radio program you, you folks yeah. uh, carry throughout AFR, and thank you for that. We've appreciated the, the Wildman's for... I probably have known them for 30 years, even when Tim was uh, a young guy. <laughs> and uh, so we appreciate the fact that you guys are, are like Ken Ham, our founder, bold about standing up for biblical truth in a society where that's not, that's, that's not accepted. It's, it's like this man. Uh, he uh, went to a church, and there's this lady that came to him. And so this young pastor, he said, she said, uh, who are you going to try to please while I'm here? And she gave a whole list. And he said, none of the above. And she said, what? She said, I have one person I want to, to please. And he, she said, well, pray tell who that might be. And he said, my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. And honestly, at the end of the day, uh, that's it. We want him to be glorified, and you do that. I want to do something, and we've talked about it. You and Ken, partners, founders, how did, how did y'all guys come together to think of this, I mean, the museum and then the ark. I know, I know Ken is a spokesman, but got to have somebody back there like you, Mark, to, to have it and hold us to the, 
you know, fire and make sure everything has got the procedures correctly, administration. did. How did God bring you guys yeah, as there, a team? Thank you for asking. There are three founders. One is Mike Zovath. Ken is the visionary. He's like the Wildmans. He's got all these ideas, and somebody has to carry them out and make them uh, a reality. Uh, I've actually known Ken for over 40 years. Uh, I've known him longer than my wife. Okay. And Ken is an Australian. He started a creationist group in Australia in the 70s. And his dream back in the 70s was to build a creation museum in his land down under. He was a science teacher, and he was so concerned about, uh, in, in a public school, he was concerned that the young people he was teaching were going off into science museums and watching TV programs that were full of evolutionary content. And the it burdened him that people are getting a false worldview of evolutionary naturalism. So his dream was to build a creation museum in Australia. Now, when he moved to America in 1987, and I'd known him even before that, I worked in Christian radio in San Diego, and Ken would come over to America on speaking tours of America and then go back to Australia. But during those times, we would do some interviews like we're doing now. He remembered me in 1987 from the previous radio interviews and, and hired me. And we worked with our friends at the Institute for Creation Research right. with Henry Morris, yes. Dwayne Gish, John Morris, some great men of God. We stand on their shoulders today yes. with their pioneering, pioneering work. And so Ken and I worked for seven years with ICR, which their headquarters were from where we're doing this interview is just a few miles from oh, where wow. we are here in the Dallas area. And then Ken was going to go back to Australia after being on loan uh, to ICR for about seven years. And uh, the board in Australia, in their wisdom, said, Ken, you're having wonderful ministry in the States. We're filling basketball arenas, huge crowds to what were called Back to Genesis seminars. Right. Ken became a very popular uh, Christian speaker. So their board in Australia said, Ken, stay in America create a new ministry, perhaps in the eastern part of the country where the population centers are, and then can your dream of building a creation museum could occur in America. So we are near Cincinnati, and if you, within a day's drive of where we are in northern Kentucky, live 190 million Americans. Two-thirds of America can drive to the creation museum in Ark Encounter. In, in a day. So that's why we're there. And I just gave you in three minutes the nutshell of the history of our ministry. That is awesome. I've, I've always wondered, because when I would come to work at AFR and knew of Ken Helm for years and years and years, and I would hear different people who were connected with you guys, and they'd say, and Mark Loy, and Mark Loy. And uh, so the first time I met you, I knew Ken Helm, and I said, oh, you're Mark Loy. And because I say that, and I say that with every fiber of my being, and this is a missions program, a lot of times it's the people behind the scenes that really make the person that is the spoksman, the face, makes them free to do yeah, the what man to your right to do. the man to exactly. your right here Devin, Devin, he makes Devin, you look good he does he does he's the brains now he can't this. do much about my my sound and my yeah. accent but he tries but you know he has no success yet i'm still from northeast mississippi and, it, and everyone knows it uh, i had come into texas and they said you're from the south let me see where are you from they said south carolina or mississippi and i said you mean they very similar he said yeah said i could tell you weren't from texas and i said how you know that he said the draw wasn't plain enough so anyway but i've sent that up to talk about the museum 
and was talking about the languages, you know. Isn't it amazing how different it is? And that's what the Creation Museum does. And we're going to get to the art in just a second. But the Creation Museum answers a lot of those questions concerning ethnicity. And like you said, there's one human race. And I think, you know, from, from Noah and his sons, we understand that. But it really does bring alive the book of Genesis, but it tells you also the need for Christ. That's, that's what it does. It brings you through that. And the reason I want to go over this, I want people who hear us to understand that the Creation Museum is more than, quote, an educational uh, uh, place. It is an evangelistic place, as you said. Yeah, we wanted to be transformative. And since we've had so many racial issues in the past year and a half, the exhibits we've already had there since we opened in 2007 are more relevant than ever. We have multi-ethnic groups of people coming through with various skin shades, dark to light, eye shapes, and they go through those exhibits on the origin of the different people groups, and many of them leave with tears in their eyes. When they, We depict, for example, Adam and Eve as middle brown in skin shade, something you might see in the Middle East. Now, that's not the perception you've gotten in America in the last few decades with Hollywood movies that depict Adam and Eve and Christ, you know, as, as a Norwegian, you know, blue eyes and, <laughs> and, uh, and blonde hair. And we have, a, we have a number of Ph.D. scientists on our staff who are geneticists. I mean, they're experts in their fields, and they verify things like all of us go back to Noah and his wife and their three sons and daughters-in-law. So if you come to the Ark Encounter, you'll see uh, one of the family members of the, um, of, the, of the eight of them with very, very dark skin, others with dark brown skin. If you have that wide variety of skin shades, and we don't like to use the word color because we're all different shades of brown. I mean, there's some exceptions with uh, with uh, uh, people who have an, an al- I think it's called the albino gene, or maybe that's a pejorative. I don't, I don't remember what it's called. But the science of genetics can show that if you have that type of mixture with Noah and his family, you can explain very dark skin today to very light skin. And, so, and that's verified by someone like Dr. Jeanson of our staff, who has a Ph.D. in biology from Harvard. You don't get any sharper than that. Qualified. And uh, well, he doesn't have the worldview that that Harvard yep, right. presents, but he's a, he was a biblical creationist when he entered and, and exited. And so there's there's a lot of bright people behind the exhibits we present at the museum and the Ark Encounter 45 minutes away. I want to talk a little bit about the Ark Encounter. If you would go and you uh, start the process of entering, you don't see the Ark. You have to get on a trolley, as I call it, a bus or whatever it might be. And you take a little road to it, and you come around this curve, and all of a sudden, there in front of you is the biggest boat you've ever seen in your life, you know, and it's on land. And I said, okay, that's it. But the first sight of the ark just draws you in. And uh, I, I just, it's, it's an experience that I don't think <clears throat> uh, I've seen duplicated. I've been to Disneyland and Disney World and saw the castle. It was a castle. It didn't. Oh, wow. Look at that. But when you see the ark, it just grabs you. And I know that was the intent. It does. And, and in fact, the, the purpose of that shuttle ride was to usher you back to a different time period. So the cars park off the highway. You take the shuttle bus up. You come around the bend, as you say, and you feel like 
my goodness, I'm back 4,400 <laughs> years ago, the time of Noah, and this, this ark is 510 feet long. And even our detractors, you know, the atheists who might visit, and we want them to visit. Right. We want our detractors to visit us because we think we have a powerful, life-changing message of the, of the gospel. But they even admit that's a huge ship, and it was done. Ex- the craftsmanship is extraordinary. And the exhibits that we have inside, we've got people who could easily work at Disney or Universal studio and make two to three times as much money. Don't, don't tell them that. Uh, <laughs> but we've got some of the best um, Christian artists and sculptors in the world working at the Ark Encounter and Creation Museum. And Bert, there's even more coming. So you need to come there's back in a couple coming? of years. Yeah. Wow. Uh, the reason I, I so determined to try to get someone from Answers in Genesis on is because it's such, I mean, we talk about excellence in Christian life, you know, not perfection, but excellence. And and the Ark Encounter and, and the Creation Museum demonstrate that. I, I want to say one more thing, and that is children going. As I said, two of our grandchildren, we went, and again, they're still talking about it. It's been a few years ago. At that time, my oldest uh, grandson, Jude, he was fascinated by animals. And he, he saw the live ones at the Creation Museum, and then when he went over to the Ark, and we went even to the place where we ate. He didn't want to eat. He walked around naming all the animals that were there, quote, I'm using the word stuffed, you know, yeah. uh, that you had there. And it, it just draws you in everything you did there. And I know it sounds like a promotion I'm getting rather than an interview, but I'm doing that because people need to take their children there because of the indoctrination they are going to get, have gotten. I want to tell you, uh, creation makes more sense than evolution ever thought about making. Yeah, it it does. really does. Common sense. Well, Bert, I'm a former evolutionist myself. I was okay. a product of the public schools in Los Angeles and went to the uh, museums in Los Angeles and watched TV programs that com- offered a completely different view than, than the Bible. But uh, thank God when I was about 17 or 18, I heard a creationist speak in my whole worldview. I was a struggling Christian at the time. I was wondering, could I trust the Bible? If it's false in Genesis, where do you start trusting it? Right. And so it was life-changing for me, and that's why I'm in the ministry uh, all these many years later, because I see how apologetics can be used by God to change and transform people. The material that's available at Answers in Genesis is more than the Creation Museum and the Ark. There's much. There's magazines. There's books. Are they available by looking and finding them and going to a store there? Uh, Answers in Genesis dot org dot org. Right. And of course, if people come to visit the Ark of the Museum, we have gift stores there where they can pick up uh, the magazine. We have an award winning magazine called Answers, all sorts of curricula, Sunday school, vacation Bible school. Um, it's it's very uh, very much a full service uh, ministry of answers in Genesis. Well, I want to ask one last question, and this would be more of a Ken Ham, but I I, I need help. My son was fascinated. <clears throat> my grandson was fascinated with an animal that was similar to a giraffe and similar to a deer, and he could not find it anywhere. But guess where he found that stuffed animal? 
answers in Genesis. Wow. He found it there. I cannot remember what he called it. That's just a slip of my brain in my mind. But he, it was an unusual animal. And he said, Papa, I can't find it anywhere. And I said, well, when we go up and close to Cincinnati and we go to the Creation Museum in the Ark, we're going to look for it. And he found it. So I'm saying that also, those folks that's looking for some interesting uh, stuffed animals, Go, go to the ark. They, you can find it there. And some surprises, too. Yeah. There's a lot of eye-opening things that we present at the ark in the is. museum. Well, Mark, I want to thank you for being with us today on Exploring Missions. It's been a joy. Uh, give our appreciation to Ken and all, Mike, all of those that have a part of what you guys are doing. See you at the Ark sometime soon with more of the grandkids, all right? bring them. Thank you for listening to Exploring Missions. And just let me share with you, you can be assured of God's Word when you're on mission for Him. 